Welcome to Gadgets, a podcast from Gizmodo where we woman-splain technology. I'm your host, Gizmodo reporter Florence Lyon. I'm joined here by senior consumer tech editor, Caitlin McGarry. Hello. Hello, Flo. Hi, Caitlin. <laughs> Hi. I love how excited you are to have me here on the podcast with you. It's always like... I am excited to have you here on the podcast. Wide open arms. Yeah. Well, it, you know, it's nice. We're We're chatting about more than just like what's on the calendar for the week, you know, these things. So yes, all the logistics <laughs> that we have Precisely. to deal with. Yes. And speaking of calendar, so here's our agenda for today. Now we're all still covering from last week. We had a lot of talk about the metaverse. And like the many Matrix movies, we got like deep into it. Um, but before Mark actually changed the name of the company, there were a bunch of smartphones that were barreling at us. Just one after the other, just like boom, 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 boom. It was constant. Uh, it was crazy. It was constant. We're still figuring out what this landscape is like. And so we figured we would help everyone out too, since this is like the holiday shopping season approaching. There's a lot of deals. I don't know about you, Flo, but I get asked this quite often because people know like we Every cover... single time a person sees you in yeah. person, mask or not. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, what phone should I get? I don't know. Like, should I get the new iPhone? Should I get the new Pixel? Should I? And people just expect us to have the answers, which we do, of course. We do. So we're going to dive into that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We know. Um, we know exactly. We do. Mm-hmm. We do. We are your oracles for this thing. And, you know, we, are. we also have Brianna Provenzano. One of our other reporters here at Gizmodo who covers streaming services and the rest of the wild, wild internet. And we're going to tap into her expertise on what's been going on with Netflix. I mean, if you've been paying attention to the news, you know what's been going on with Netflix. There's a lot. But you might might have missed almost too much, I want to say. I was not expected for this much Mm -hmm. of a storm of Netflix news to come through because not only stuff going on. Uh, I want to let Brianna take the Mm -hmm. stage for that one. But also, apparently, they are trying out some TikTok-style things to come after my child. Yes, they want want your child's eyeballs flow, and they're probably going to get them. Honestly, though, it's just like Netflix is usually just a really boring company where you just watch TV. So the fact that all of this stuff is happening with them in the last few weeks is really took me by surprise, to be honest. I will say we're going to have a very important reporting today that will make you think twice next time you press that Netflix button on your on your little Chromecast Roku oh. remote. Okay. <laughs> I'm, wow, the I'm teaser just, on that one. <laughs> I just hear the Coco Melon theme song playing in the back of my mind, and I'm just like, I have, I have to do everything to protect my child from that part of the algorithm because that's where we're at from, now from coco melon that's it's my job yeah. as her parent it's in, it's insidious yes you have to <laughs> a little her. it is mm-hmm. uh we're also going to talk about something a little more wholesome than that though thankfully caitlin i know i know you're we've been busy i'm really excited i've to been too busy to be you. on the peloton we're- you've been too busy for animal crossing <laughs> No, no, no. I cleared my schedule last night. I poured a glass of wine and I sat down with Animal Crossing. Okay, we're going to talk about this. This is great. Okay, good. I'm glad you had some time. Um, I didn't check to see if you were online last night. I was online last night. Yep. I will say more people have been online. More more people have been online in the last couple, in the last week or so since the Mm -hmm. DLC has hit. Yes, we're going to talk about it. It's, it's, uh, I have 
It was a journey. <laughs> okay. Oh, yay. I'm excited. Okay, yeah. great. Um, but before we get into all that, I first, would, you know, we like to spend this section before we get into the real meat of the podcast talking about mm-hmm. what's been on the site lately. Yeah. I would like to take this opportunity to just tell you all to go read my Logitech Pop Keys review. Yes. Well, okay. I need to describe this this keyboard. So okay. if you don't know Florence Ion, she loves a mechanical keyboard, like more than most people love most things. <laughs> and this specific keyboard is incredibly cute. It looks like a little pink typewriter. Like I saw it. I loved it. She's showing it to me right now. I want it's it for myself. Very pink. Look how it matches my Sailor Moon poster oh, and yeah. the blanket that I have on my couch over here. I mean, this keyboard was designed <laughs> for the Flow Lab. Like It was. Yes. Um, but you didn't love it, which is weird because it has your name written all over it. There's like emoji keys. The, the whole aesthetic is Florence entirely. I know. But what, what know. went wrong? The keys are circular. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, I know that seems like such a... Okay, but it it speaks to how subject like mechanical keyboards are incredibly subjective. Like I already know that taking on this beat and I have a very specific use case. I have long nails and I love reviewing mechanical keyboards because I get to be the person that is like, well, you know what? This doesn't really vibe with my long nails, actually, (laughs) because it's like this is a market of people you need to consider because when you go on Instagram reels and TikTok, when you go into the depths of social media that shows you even on mechanical keyboard Reddit, the subreddit, you'll see all these beautiful coding claws, which I don't have. I just have one color clause. Mm-hmm. There are people out there with like just the most ornate, beautiful nail art. Yeah. And they have these keyboards as their tool of the trade, right? But if your nail is falling into what is kind of like the Animal Crossing sinkhole, oh, the little hole that you oh can, gosh. you know what I'm talking about. Whoa. Too real. Yeah. Too real. <laughs> Imagine your little nail, like, you know, your little character does ah, falling in the you know, the sinkhole. That's mm-hmm. what my nail does. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm typing too fast. It's not conducive keyboard. to getting work done. But like every single product these days seems like it's being designed for TikTokers. Like every company wants to be featured in a TikTok video that goes viral. So everyone will buy it. This keyboard is tailor made for that audience. Yeah. But weirdly, it sucks to type on. So I just thought that was hilarious because it's so cute and so like, dysfunctional. (laughs) But it's also like speaking to this because we are falling into this trend of let's bring color to the desk. Let's, you know, people were stuck at home and they realized this is this is a part that we could really monetize. So a lot of peripheral Mm -hmm. companies realized you can't just come in and monitor, you know, buy this. This is going to, you know, work great. You need to really dig deep into the market, like what people are doing. Mm -hmm. Why are people customizing their keyboards? Because it's very important. Like just it is. Every keystroke. I know it sounds so nerdy. <laughs> but if you're it's listening to this podcast, it's because ever. you are a nerd. It's in some capacity. And I know you can understand. Mm-hmm. It's a very subjective yes. experience, but I'm here to report on it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm iffy on you it. I'm did because <laughs> I, I loved how it looked. Like, if I saw it in a store, I probably, I'm not even a mechanical keyboard person. I'm perfectly happy it's with my cute. regular, you know. Apple Magic Keyboard. It's not that great. It's fine. Uh, but I would have definitely bought this keyboard had I seen it if I didn't read your review. So thank exactly. you for your service, as always. There's more coming. Yes. There's more coming. All right. Let's take a quick break <laughs> with that. <laughs> 
Take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll talk phones. It's that time of year again. That time of year we're probably wondering, should I give my money to Verizon to upgrade my phones? Three, buy three, get one free. <laughs> Ooh, that's, a, that's a good deal. Well, I've already seen like all these, you know, I've already seen a lot of Black Friday deals coming up. We are going to do a gift guide on this podcast, but before... Ooh, a little sneak yeah. peek. Yes, the yeah, gift guide is coming next week. Next week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just in time for... Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the carrier deals uh, this fall have been kind of out of control. The carriers really, really want people to upgrade their phones, um, which is understandable because people are holding on to phones longer. And, you know, each year it's kind of iterative. You know, the design of a phone has not changed that much in quite some time. But yet there are still <laughs> lots of options. No, actually, it hasn't changed in the slightest, um, <laughs> which is probably why now people are trying to sell us VR headsets to plug into the metaverse because the phones have stayed the same. Mm-hmm. But there are still a bunch of new ones. Flo, you and I have tested most of them. Yep, this um, is correct. And I don't know about you, but every year, usually starting in the summer, people start asking me, What's the new iPhone going to be? Should I buy the new iPhone? What's next year's iPhone? Without fail. Because um, you know. Because you I'm, are just yeah. the iPhone. I am the, you, you know, yes, the Oracle. I'm the Oracle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. So what I always tell people is, you know, here are the rumors that we know. The iPhone will come out in September, so don't buy anything yet. And here's what we know for next year. I will tell you invariably, someone will tell me, I just bought a phone in August. And I'm like, we just had this conversation, though. I told you September <laughs> September is when the new one comes. And they're like, oh, but I had to up- I had to upgrade. Like something was broken, the battery, something. I'm like, you just played yourself. Like you're going to miss out on an entire year <laughs> with, a, with an old phone because you can't like take it back after a month or two of use. Um, but this year was a little tougher because the iPhone 13... Let me back up. There's four iPhones. iPhone 13, 13 mini, 13 Pro, 13 Pro Max. I know. Flow Finally, you like, understand what it's like to have so many phones to choose from. It's true. For a long time, there was literally just the one iPhone. Small and then it was a big, big deal. Yes. There, it was a big deal when, you know, we got small and big. Uh, but for a long time, there was just the one. Um yeah, and I think what I've been telling people for this year, like, it was a very iterative update from last year. The cameras are better. The battery life is significantly better. So there's that. Um, but my iPhone recommendation this year has been the 13 Pro. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect size. It looks fantastic. The cameras are amazing. There's a cinematic mode that's really fun to play with, even though it's yeah not quite the, you know, professional level uh, footage that Apple would have you believe you can capture. Yeah, listen. Yeah, my cousin's been using this phone to take the photos of Mona every day. She uploads them to our shared Google oh. Photos account, and Those I've been seeing have first been really good. Sorry, guys, we have a closed album, <laughs> but yes. yes, Mona's looking like a little model with the 13 Pro. That's, I did not know that was the 13. That's the 13 Pro. Pro. She got like the big one, wow. and she's like, I had to get it for this camera. Flo, did that not convince you to switch to iPhone? Seeing these 
glamour shots Kaylin, of your child. That's like asking me. That's like asking me to switch religions. Like that's wow, not. Flo just glared at me over Zoom. <laughs> I, I glared at you in the webcam. Like, oh my eyes goodness, in there too, listeners. I wish you could have seen this look. <laughs> She was appalled. Okay, I'm just saying, now that I've seen these photos of your kid shot on iPhone, like, yeah, they're, they're really, amazing. And I think that, listen, it's an anecdote, but I'm sharing it because I think anybody who's thinking about, there you go, if you want to update. There's, if you want to go take that deal that T-Mobile's offering you for however much they are going to charge you per month to pay for this thing, and you're down for it, it sounds like, I mean, they keep saying, you know, that trite and overused expression, the best phone's the one you have on you, or excuse me, the best camera is the one you have on you. Exactly. So. But some cameras are better than others. <laughs> Precisely. Precisely. Yes. But yeah. like, you know, if you don't need to upgrade your iPhone this year, next year's iPhone is supposedly going to be like this whole thing, a redesign. They're going to get rid of the notch. You know, these are all rumors, of course. We don't know yet. And it's still, you know, nine, ten months away. You can't, I mean, you can't make a buying decision based on what's going to come ten months from now. That's, no. But if you wanted to wait, next year's phone will be better. That's that's it. But it's not just mm. iPhones that people have to choose from. Of mm. course, most of the world is using Android, as Flo tells me every day. And- <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I, I literally, I'll just like link a Satista article and just be like, mm-hmm. you see, Caitlin. I do. I do see. <laughs> and luckily, there are uh, plenty of new Android phones this I fall know. for people to choose from. I um, know. Flo, you have been using a OnePlus, which true. is pretty unusual. Most people do not use OnePlus, but you really love. Do you okay. love? I don't know. The face Let you me just explain. made is not. <laughs> Let me explain. So, any. I'm not going to go into a long story here, but anybody who's been following me on Twitter, I'm at oh, that flow if you want to start following me there. Okay. For the last couple of months, <laughs> I've been talking about these cell tower issues I've been having with where I live and the 5G rollout with Verizon. And the OnePlus 9 was just the last phone that I figured out how to make work with the problems I've been having. I was mm. previously using a Pixel 5 that I have on loan. I have a Pixel 6 and route to me, a review unit. So I will... Get up to speed with what's going on. But in addition to the OnePlus 9, I was also using the Galaxy Z Flip 3, which I saw on loan from Samsung. Very fun, very fun little phone. I am curious to see if we're going to see any like Black Friday big deals happening this holiday mm-hmm. season. Because that's still pretty expensive, right? That's like $1,300. Oh, it's 1000 Okay. For the Flip. Well, I think not... the Fold yeah. is... 1300 that's the one that folds out into like a full tablet um our phone reviewer sam loves the galaxy z fold 3 he says it's basically the only good foldable phone right now which is probably if you need something like a lot bigger than the z flip which is yeah um but that's about to become like a way more competitive space because google is reportedly working on a foldable pixel i know for years, people have talked about a foldable iPhone. I am not convinced that that will happen, but I'm not possibly. either. <laughs> so, but the Z Flip 3 looks super cute. It comes in a bunch of different colors. You know, it's a really cool way to show your personality. And it seems a lot better than, unfortunately, the Motorola Razor has really not, it didn't take off the way I expected it to, the new foldable Razor. Like, 
You have all of that nostalgia working in your favor and like that's moto. To mess that's that a moto up. brand thing. Yeah. You know, like the ra- everyone was so excited about the relaunch of the razor. Well, I went yeah. to the press event for it and yeah. So I mean, look, excitement. I was extremely excited when the remaining cast members in 90210 announced they were going to do like this sort of whatever reboot that they did with BH 90210, but it was not what I was thinking. And yes, it was fan service, but it didn't quite deliver what I wanted. Well, and it's kind of your you know, ability to take us down the <laughs> trash know, TV sorry. rabbit hole <laughs> without fail. <laughs> I swear to God, I don't plan these things, they just come to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this is all I have going on in my brain. Subtle, um, very subtle. Um, yeah, I think <laughs> I think aside from the Pixel 6 and 6 Pro, which you're about to start testing, we reviewed it for Gizmodo. Sam loves it. He thinks he thinks it's better than the iPhone 13. I think for most people, the iPhone 13 is probably better, you know, like UI. It comes down to UI. Android still is working out a lot of stuff. And plus, you know, people love Apple products because you just log on and start using it. And Mm -hmm. Android always has a little bit of, I got, I got to do this to the home screen, or I got to do this to the settings before it's in a, a mode where I'm feeling free to just like leave the house and I'm supported. Yeah. 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 But, and then we also have, you know, Samsung's phones from earlier this year. They're not new, and there will be new Samsung phones in January, February. Possibly sometime. a Galaxy S21 Fan Edition, by the way. Just if anybody is trying to update their yeah. Samsung phones, maybe wait for that Fan Edition because it might have some extra performance perks at the, or maybe a cheaper price than the S21 Ultra, which yeah. might be too much phone for people. But the S21 Ultra is so good. Like the screen is. Incredible. I haven't used it. I've so only beautiful. used these foldables. Oh my goodness. I think Samsung screens are the best of any. They are. I, I mean, that's why I buy maker. their TVs, they quite are. frankly. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just like no competition. But the telephoto lens is a 10x optical zoom, which is so noticeable when you, I, you know, when I'm reviewing phones, I do all these camera comparisons. Oh, yeah, side you by brought side. them with you to the concert. And that 10x zoom. <laughs> I did. I did. I went to a Lucy Degas show and, you know, the Samsung phone had the best telephoto. Like if you're sitting way back in mm-hmm. the back of the theater, you know, you want a really good video and you want to be able to post it to Instagram even if the video's being just, Or even if it's just for you to like go back and remember, you want to be able to just make out the artist's yes. face. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Have it not be like grainy and dark and horrible. So yeah. S21 Ultra, still extremely good. Yeah. yeah. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, we will We will see what happens. Uh, CES is happening in January, and that's – it's always like the, the marking mm-hmm. the beginning of a new season of new phones sprouting up. If anybody is trying to save some money, though, and they're thinking about upgrading, the Pixel 5a 5G, by the way, really good uh, entry-level, mid-range phone with Pixel-like camera quality. So things to just – Keep in mind. Yeah. Black Friday is literally right around the corner. So all of the phones we mentioned will probably be on sale at least through a carrier, if not from the company itself. So definitely keep an eye out for deals. We love a for deal deals. here at Gizmodo. Yeah. We do. Yes. We do. 2022, <laughs> though, I think is going to be an interesting year for new phones. So, but 
Yeah. It's always an interesting year for new founds. And sometimes it's not like that. <laughs> <laughs> last sometimes year was not, not. Last year was not year, good. Yeah. But next year. Okay. Stay tuned. Next year. It's next year. Stay tuned for next year. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And we're back. We've got here Brianna Provenzano. I'm sorry. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was it. (laughs) Brianna is a reporter with us here at Gizmodo. And Brianna covers so you were covering a lot of the mm, I don't want to call it drama because I I believe that it does have a real world impact beyond just being like drama. But you were covering everything that was happening between Dave Chappelle and Netflix employees. um, And plus, like, whatever wild idea Netflix has to I don't know, launch a TikTok style reel for children. Just suck them in. Yes, there's been a lot going on with Netflix in the last few weeks. Um, Before we dive into the whole Chappelle situation, which has been a lot, let's talk about how Netflix used to be like super boring and is now just trying everything. They're just throwing things at the wall. Messy. So messy. messy. (laughs) Brianna, what is happening with Netflix? Okay, so a lot of new features lately. Um, so most recently, we've got games. They just rolled out on iOS today. Shrug emoji. We got them a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, games. So Netflix, we're into games now. Netflix, <laughs> not just streaming. We do games. We do it all. Um, and also, we're trying to be TikTok. So I don't know why I'm saying we're like I'm not part of Netflix. But <laughs> we we have no responsibility. <laughs> Um, we are not liable for their decisions, mm-hmm. but yeah, they're, they're really leaning into this kind of TikTok style, infinite scroll feed. I don't know why they've seized upon that as a feature that they think might play well with their audiences. So we're seeing them rolling out like a comedy TikTok style feed. We've got a kid centric feed, um, that's, I guess in beta. So yeah, a couple, that'll, that'll go over well with all the parents. Yeah, just sit your kid down in front of the... Well, I guess that's what they do on YouTube anyway, so... Oh, my God. Don't get me started. Don't get me started on the YouTube out. Oh, my God. Like, you think you're starting on Thomas the Tank Engine, and then it ends up into something totally cursed, like these third-party Teletubby wannabes that are... It's it's a scary world out there. I guess at least least Netflix, like, you're... The TikTok-style feed for kids is, like, actual clips from Netflix shows. So you're not, like, 
going off into some amateur going produced off into the <laughs> fair, yeah, like a nightmare landscape. Yeah, of conspiracy theories and right, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. Right. It's right. it's just Netflix shows, so that you know, I guess that makes a little bit of sense, right? But the games thing, I'm confused, like because you can't actually play games in the Netflix app. There's like this whole no. They've made it really difficult to play. It's it's super convoluted. And at this point, it's actually different for Android and iOS users because Apple has weird rules with its app store around uh, all-in-one gaming. So Mm -hmm. you actually... Here we go. Android versus iOS. ...in the Netflix app. Oh, God. (laughs) So I downloaded them this morning. They're completely standalone on my phone. And it's, it is weird. I mean, I don't understand really what the thinking is behind it. Uh, is this a draw for new users? Obviously, mm-hmm. they, they're hoping to lure new subscribers. I'm not, I mean, they would have to really have some of the, the cream of the crop. I don't know who's, um, <laughs> and they do have two Stranger Things related games out right now. Yes. But then the three others that they released are sort of just like, you know, sped up poker or like weird, you know, little games that you kind of fucks with on the subway. And they're, you know, it's not anything that's super Netflix proprietary branding. Yeah. Um, I can't see it being a huge draw, but I am super addicted <laughs> to the card game. <laughs> I know. Maybe, maybe I have no idea what I'm talking about. See, we'll see. Let's see, they, they got you. They already got you and you were skeptical. <laughs> Yeah, and it's only been a few hours. So oh, God. Okay, okay. Yeah, it would have made more sense if they'd had, like, a squid game game or something more topical that people are already talking about. And it's like, oh, I'm going to jump into the game. I'm going to listen to the companion podcast. I'm going to, like, really dive into this world. And instead, it's just, like, Stranger Things, which I think right. people are pretty tired of Stranger Things now, right? Or, I think so. Or is it just me? And- <laughs> No, I think it's just weird that it's not pegged to like the new season coming out. I mean, that's, you know, not even happened yet. And also, yeah, Squid Games is obviously like the biggest show in the world right now. So interesting strategy. Uh, And also the TikTok thing, like, so they just they don't want people to be spending time on any other app but Netflix, which doesn't really seem (laughs) practical. I don't. You know, we're not CEOs of a company, so we we clearly don't know anything about how how capitalism works. But um, (laughs) the fact that like every (laughs) app, yes, every app just wants you to stay in their app is just not being realistic about how people use their devices or spend their time. Mm -hmm. And like Netflix is nowhere near as addictive as TikTok. I think this is interesting. I haven't seen anybody write about this yet, but there are these accounts on TikTok that sort of like the way Instagram creators will do like meme accounts, creators on TikTok will just have like clips of shows that they sort of serialize to get people to like have them showing up in their for you feeds again and again. So maybe TikTok is just seeing like clips of the office or whatever and hoping, okay, this is how we get viewers really interested in our shows. Just have this infinite scroll feed of comedy clips and it'll be like a highlight reel, but it doesn't really translate as a one to one thing. People go to TikTok because they want to see, you know, short form videos of other things, not just a highlight reel of TikToks. And I want things outside of my TV watching when I'm on TikTok. I want stuff from my hobbies and the other interests. Right. It's it's very limited. You go to TikTok because you want to be entertained and you go to Netflix because you want to watch your shows. I mean, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, like Netflix should stop worrying about TikTok. I think the bigger deal is like Disney Plus is 
right. you know, has all the content. Eclipsing because they have yeah. every brand. <laughs> they have everything well, for families. Think, yeah. I do think this is a Disney Plus inspired panic mode where mm. this is just any strategy that might feasibly work is on the table right now for them. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it doesn't seem remotely plausible that this will actually, in fact, attract new subscribers, this is just, it's all in play right now. I think it's all trying to get us to see Netflix as this house brand. I'm thinking of like AMC, which when it first launched The Walking Dead, it had a very similar, like, we're going to do The Walking Dead from the graphic novel. We're going to do a Walking Dead after show, which is with a very crisp. Yeah, I, he, it's okay. It's a okay. man needs to be canceled, quite frankly. Um, and, uh, you know, they had the video game that came out, the video mm-hmm. games, I should say. So just like getting you on these brands, which it feels like Netflix has been trying to do with Stranger Things, even though Stranger Things really had its, its coming out party, like when it first launched. Everybody yes. has done so much content like Stranger Things since then. It, yeah, yeah it, it feels regressive for Netflix. It's like, I see what you're trying to do, but this doesn't feel like the right time or the right brand. Yeah. I don't know. But also, like, so the streaming services, aside from Netflix, are about to start bundling. Brianna, you've covered this a lot before. Like, Netflix doesn't have to just worry about Disney+. Plus. It has to worry about HBO Max and Discovery+, Plus becoming one giant mega service that people will absolutely mm-hmm. subscribe to because those are both great on their own. I'm getting such a good deal out of that, by the way. I'm going to be such a happy HBO customer. I can get HBO go, and 90 yeah. Day Fiance in the same sub. Oh, God. Come yes. on. <laughs> Brand power. That's how it, it works, yeah. right? It really, it, yeah, true. I want to watch home renovation shows and, like, high drama and not... <laughs> And that's what Netflix has to be worried about. Like I'm one hundred percent. That's absolutely right. Um, yeah. But that's not. It's it's kind of unclear still which services are going to bundle and when. But it feels like this is all on a crash collision course for next year, right? Yeah, pure chaos right now, yeah. and everyone's trying to get get as much of the pie as they can. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Now we have to talk about Netflix's interesting content strategy around uh, comedy specifically, uh, which is causing a lot of inner turmoil at the company. Um, Brianna, what is happening with the Chappelle situation right now? Uh, wow. So to sum- summarize it quickly, quickly yes, to summarize, yes. TLDR uh, yeah. <laughs> of a very right. light a topic. Yes. Um, So Netflix contracted with Dave Chappelle to produce his new comedy special. And Dave Chappelle is on this kind of super anti-cancel culture bent lately where he sort of goes into, um, as he sees them, issues or friction between the trans community and the Black community. It's a big part of his new special. He makes some sort of reductive comments about gender identity And Netflix's employees were um, super unhappy with that and said that the company really shouldn't be giving a platform to what some people view as hate speech or, you know, sort of super reductive ways of talking about gender identity. Um, They staged a walkout in protest of many, many, um, I think, what the CEO has now characterized himself as missteps in the way that it was handled. This was a complete disaster for Netflix. He he doubled down repeatedly. He, um, I think the most recent thing was he bumped into Chappelle at some kind of awards ceremony and was shaking his hand and, and 
laughing with him. So they're, they're good buddies. I don't <laughs> think there are any regrets there. Um, and yeah, I think yeah. interesting strategy, a bold strategy to uh, handle widespread employee dissatisfaction, but um, <laughs> again, we're not CEOs. What do we know? <laughs> right. We know. Just here. We're just, we're just here to consult. <laughs> right. We would do everything differently basically right. is what we're saying. Right. Netflix, you are doing it all wrong. <laughs> right. But may, Hey, maybe this is a part of Netflix's throw everything at the wall strategy. Maybe they just want to be super in the news all the time, even if it's for firing uh, pregnant mean, trans organizers. That is or, one strategy you know, in all seriousness. It's they might all, all press is good press. Is that what we, yeah, still I was going to say, <laughs> bad. but yeah, maybe that's what they were hoping or yeah. I'm not quite sure what the thinking is there. Oh, jeez. Well, uh, Brianna is going to continue to cover this for us, and yeah. we look forward to seeing the chaos unfold. Yes. <laughs> Be sure to tune into her coverage, Brianna. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Well, tis the season for cozy gaming. I have certainly been feeling all the cozy vibes, wanting to just... I actually just bought a heated blanket from Target yesterday. I need to go pick up after work today. So that's something I'm looking forward to. That's an excellent plan. <laughs> I mean, it's it's all part yeah. of the vibe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's and- been a little chilly in California the last couple of weeks, actually. It's yeah. been a little foggy, a little rainy. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're leaning into it. Um, we are just playing games and chilling on our couch. We don't get weather over here. So when we, mm-hmm. I understand, oh, why are these Californians talking about their weather? Listen, we don't have snow. I mean, we do have snow some places, but where Caitlin and I live in the major metropolitan areas, uh, no you snow. know, we don't really have much beyond a couple of days of rain a year. So mm-hmm. yeah, we notice the teeny bit little changes. And part of that change is also... It's interesting because with the changing in the seasons, I definitely notice a change in my video game play. Like I will, right now I'm into much slower games. I tried to like, I bought Metroid Dread, which is a platformer. And I've always been into the Metroid series because Samus Aran is a badass chick in a suit fighting a virus. And what? who would not look up to that? That, feels, that? that just feels like... Ex- too topical for for cozy season. We need. That, <laughs> we don't want to fight point, viruses. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> and I got a little I don't bit think stuck on this vibe. boss, and so I'm like, you know what? It's a good time for the Animal Crossing DLC to hit, which people yes. have been talking about since they bought the game like two years ago during the original strike of the pandemic. Look, I have been waiting for this update. Like Animal Crossing. Okay, 
let me let's set the stage here. Animal yes. Crossing New Horizons got us through the first month of the pandemic back when we thought it was going to last. Dude, just it got one me month. through the first 6 months of my daughter's <laughs> life. Like it it's, yeah. Uh, it's so mm, it was it was thank you. Thank you Nintendo God for giving me that. <laughs> Flo is about to cross herself and <laughs> there we go. The whole, yes, there she goes. Um no, it was it was a lifesaver because it was a way for people to connect and it was just like a really chill game. Like you just ran around your island, you know, building mountains and like buying clothes and buying turnips and selling them for a huge amount of bells if you were lucky and knew someone who could hook you up (laughs) playing the stock market. Um, So this big update comes at a time when um, most of us have stopped playing. I'll just be honest, stopped playing. My island covered in weeds. There are literally roaches in my my home, which is (laughs) deeply upsetting. Um, But the update came out a couple days ago and it adds a ton of new features Flo, you probably use them more than i have but i just installed the update last night and let me tell you yes the whole reason i installed it is because there's an option to build a cafe and i was like yes i want to build a cafe right now <laughs> that's exactly what i need in my life but i didn't realize that you had to go through this whole thing where you go to the museum and you have to have done all of the museum exhibits i was i was frantic i had not done all of the exhibits <laughs> so i was running around my island last night collecting like sea creatures and like oh bugs <laughs> and i was like did i donate a painting to the museum i don't remember <laughs> i was <laughs> frantic <laughs> but but before i logged off last night i had initiated the cafe process okay. so we're good <laughs> all right so God, it there's so much. There's so much. So <laughs> listen, Animal Crossing is is always been a big it's a game that you play for like years. It takes years to play for most of the people who like really stay into it. I have always dropped off on it, even in previous versions, because it gets to a point where it just feels like consistent grind. And yes. once it starts to feel like that. Because every day you're doing like the same tasks and then it gets to be like daily life. You're like, oh, got to check into my island and like do this busy work right after I've done a full day of busy work in my actual life, not on an island. And it just gets a little frustrating. It does. But so far, at least in my limited experience with the update, it does feel like a little different. You know, there's more stuff you can do. You know, I was like doing a group stretch with my my oh, villagers. Did you, did you get up and do it too with the Joy-Cons? I, I did. I didn't. I didn't. Okay. That just felt like a bridge. Too, and I had this glass of wine. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm staying seated for the stretch, but I love this for you guys. <laughs> I love this for you guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But it was fun. It was just fun that there was, like, something new to do on the island. And it just brought me back to that time where, like, I'm cleaning up, like, all my space so that I can have people come over. Flo, mm-hmm. you got to come to the island. You know, Riverdale is my island. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. Yeah, you got to come over. <laughs> yes. Mine is Monita, which Monita, which I named after my daughter. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Very saccharine. Um, <laughs> your island was like next level the last time I visited. So I've done a it lot like, to it. You had a lot going on. I've done a lot to it since this update. Okay. I will say 
Caitlin, I don't know if you're aware, but if you go to nook.exchange, you can see like the full item list, like all the items that have been added as well. And there's a lot of actually cafe themed items and you can go to like Harv's Island and pay to get the different variations that you can only get from other people. So they've made it a little easier to like expand your to expand the items that you get in games. So there's a lot of I could see how this is going to benefit folks who have been wanting to get back into the game. And this is definitely yeah. the time where if you just want to like play with a dollhouse, you know, get you're going to be indoors with the fireplace on unless you live in a spare the area, uh, you know, just kind of playing <laughs> on your Nintendo Switch. It's just it's that time of year. Put the Yule log on the TV and, and pretend like it's a fireplace. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. Pluto TV, by the way, has a Yule log channel for anybody. Uh, oh, they've cool. already added their Christmas lineup, by the way. So around it's, the clock. It's all happening. Yeah. 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 Um, so I will say that I am not usually a cozy game person. I think Animal Crossing is like the chillest game I've ever played. Really? I'm like, I am just like about racing cars. That's it. Really? For me. It's I didn't like, know this about you. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's it's Mario Kart. It's Asphalt Night. Like, I just want to be behind the wheel of something just like like leaving people in the dust. Mario Kart. We my... should play Mario Kart together. Let's do it. I will beat you. <laughs> That's probably true. I'm very bad at Mario Kart. I okay. have been since well, the N64 version. Oh goodness. All right. Well, now I'm excited. <laughs> but is there any like are there any other, you know, like chill cozy games that are sort of like Animal Crossing but maybe like a little more a little more high speed? Anything where I can, like, race around the island? <laughs> so I don't know about high speed. I, I introduced a list of cozy games that I had sort of been, like, holding on to. Everybody knows about Stardew Valley. It's the most – it's always compared I've to Animal Crossing. So many good things. Yeah. It, Maybe I should try that one. I've bought it on three different platforms, by the way. I still have never played it. Yeah. I just – Why? That seems like a waste of money, flow. <laughs> well, part of it is it got unlocked with my Google Play Pass. So I have it on Android, and then I bought it a long time ago on Steam. Okay. I never played it, and then I, for some reason, bought it on Nintendo Switch thinking I would play it. It's, it's because I have all these other grindy games that I... I mean, Skyrim, is co- this anniversary edition, is out tomorrow. So it's just like, there's a lot. There's a lot happening oh, right God. now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to lose you. You're going to be... You are going to lose gonna me. Be I'm often. just going to... I'm just yeah. gonna sink into the couch. <laughs> just yeah, I'll be here for work, but well, after good. work, I mean, okay. As long as you are working, that's all I ask of you. <laughs> as long as I'm blogging, uh, no. But seriously, if you're yes. looking for a cozy game, Wholesome Games is a great uh, repository of they just they pick all the really comfy, cozy, soft games that you can get in the Steam store for PC and Mac. One game that I got into the beta for is called Hako Life, spelled H-O-K-K-O. I'll link these in the show notes just for anybody who is curious. Um, And then on Android, I actually wanted to link you guys to some games that I played that will unlock with the Play Pass, I think. Don't quote me on that one, actually. But one is called My Oasis, which is just like, it's like Animal Crossing where you can kind of like pan through and just be in an environment. And then um, another one is called Viridi, V-I-R-I-D-I. And this one's fun because it's just a succulent garden. 
that you tend to and grow every day. Oh, on Android. Oh, that sounds cute. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. No, we'll 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 make it work. <laughs> if anybody has any suggestions for iOS, you know, tweet at us. Yes. Like, love to. Please let us know because. Yeah. Yeah, I just like to race. Um, yes, everyone will have to come check out our islands. Maybe we should have like a little gadget. I was thinking about that. or something. We should. If that would you be know. Fun. Okay. Yeah, stick. If be on the lookout for that. Let us know. Yes, please. Yeah. Tweet us, email us. We have an email, gadgets at gizmodo.com. You can send in your comments, questions, concerns. UFO sightings are also accepted. <laughs> okay. Sure. We love a UFO sighting. Listen, I grew up near Area 51. I'm just saying I've heard a lot of things. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, before I get even more into the alien conspiracy theories, I think it's time we wrap up before I officially turn this podcast. Indeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going yeah. off the rails. <laughs> We're going off the rails. Uh, we want to thank our producer, Michaela Heck, for just helping us guide us along here with this new podcast that we're, we've got going on on Gadgets. We've got a wonderful sound engineer, Ryan Allen, who makes us sound really good every week. So thank you, Ryan. And we really want to thank our art designer, Vicky Lita, who made a wonderful cover art for Gadgets that we've gotten a lot of compliments on. So people love it. Yes. We love that you're beautiful. loving it. Mm-hmm. Um, a reminder that if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving us a rating and a review. It really helps us get discovered. It also helps our ranking, quite frankly. So, you know, any little bit helps us get out there. <laughs> we want to thank everybody who has subscribed from their podcast catcher of choice. If you like what you hear, be sure to tell your friends because Google's still not figured out how to properly index the world's podcasts. So until then, word of mouth is the best way to get people to know about gadgets and to tune in. So we really appreciate that. You can also follow me and Caitlin on our social media profiles. I'm Flow on Twitter. Caitlin is Caitlin underscore McGarry. Do not forget the underscore. That is her, not that Don't other person. Don't forget the underscore. Exactly. <laughs> I'm still trying to buy that other one. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Always just throwing, uh, just throwing fees. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, until then, until next week, thank you everyone for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye.